Welcome to the China Jedi Podcast. Shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. For those living, working, or traveling in China, or interested in learning about Chinese culture, expat life, and foreigners' perceptions. May the smile be with you. My eyes are clear, clear than the mist in the cloudy morning. China Jedi legal disclaimer. Please listen carefully. What you hear on this pod may or not be the truth. May or not be funny, rude, or downright stupid. If statements are made by certain individuals from the human race that go against your preconceptions, conceptions, false conceptions, and selections, faith, tastes, or personal philosophies, please take it with a light-hearted sigh and slight shrug of the shoulder. Hold your head up high, knowing that you are a better person than they are, and that one day the force will strike down on them with great vengeance of furious laughter and unconditional frivolous forgiveness. Ding ba dong, you got it all wrong. The things that I've been saying, you've been listening to the wrong side. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the China Jedi podcast, episode number 22. We are recording live from Huafa 68, sitting above the beautiful Pagoda Lake on a Sunday morning, not too late, situated in the heart of Zhuhai City, mainland China, Nestled between Hong Kong and Macau. I am your host, Chris J. Bradshaw. And my partner in crime. Anthony C. Benton. Yeah. Back again. Back again, Mr. B. And um, full house in the studio. Yeah, um, busy studio. Sunday morning. Uh, some more special guests. Let's introduce. Uh, first special guest is... My name is Greg Janik. Uh, full name is Gregory Allen Janik. And I am from the United States of America. And uh, that's, a, that's a nice voice, isn't it? Almost, um... Very cool, too cool. What are you drinking, Greg? <laughs> and what are you smoking, Chinese too? coffee. coffee. No, it's yeah, actually coffee. Costa Rica coffee, and I love it. <laughs> and whereabouts in the States are you from? I actually born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, the last 10 years of my life, I taught in uh, Montana and North Dakota, both, uh, of course, states in the United States, so... And I mean, you've actually got listeners. Greg's got a, a nice yellow. I like a bit of colour, Greg, in the man. A nice yellow T-shirt on, unlike you, Mister B, in your normal drab wear. <laughs> and it's got the name of where you're from in Milwaukee, so that makes it easy for people to know where you're from. But it's not spelt correct. It's got. Uh, I, it's U W. Is that University of Wisconsin ah, Milwaukee? I see. Yeah, that could throw yeah. someone there. But you are onto something here because this is a Chinese copy shirt and it's not the real thing, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. let's not probe into that. Do you want a marker? We can rub out the U and the yeah, W. No, no, it's... <laughs> okay. And before we get too carried away with Greg is... Um... Uh, my name is Lola Hojanik. Uh, mm. I'm from Guangxi province. Yes, marvellous. We have a, a Chinese person on today, listeners, which is fantastic as um, always. Are you guys related? Don't <laughs> be so rude, Anthony. Yes, we are. <laughs> husband and wife. Husband and wife. Husband and wife. Would you say a husband and wife are related, though? That would normally be your blood, wouldn't it? If you'd say you're, you're related. Is marriage classes related? I yeah. Yeah, we're, we're related by marriage. There yeah. you go. You, yeah. You've managed to get out of that That's one, Anthony. Kind of what I meant. Right. Leaving a trail, as always, behind you. <laughs> so, Laura, fantastic to have you in the studio today, um, the China Jedi. And, of course, you guys are happily married. 
I love when we have couples in to just talk about their story um, a little bit. She's from Guangxi, Anthony. Said it already to the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> He's writing me messages on pieces of paper again. Yeah, so we always like to ask where, you know, you, you found um, each other and where the true love came from. So you can give us a little lowdown yeah, on that. Yeah, tell us your romantic story. You, you, Laura you... will add to my story, I'm sure. But uh, We only want the truth, Greg. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm a music teacher and an English teacher here. And I uh, substitute teach at QSI International School in Wansai. Mm. And I was taking the K-11 bus home. And uh, as you do, no seat, of course, because as the seats, the buses are also crowded. And a man let me offer his seat to sit down uh, because I'm 68 years old and uh, almost 68. And at first, I turned him down and said, No, I can stand, I'm good. Uh, but then I realized I have a long ride, so I said, can I have my seat? Can I take it? And <laughs> you refused? Yeah. And then you asked for it back? Then I asked for it back, yeah. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Americans, I guess. I don't know. So anyway, he said, sure. And I sat down, and I was sitting next to this uh, beautiful young lady. Now she's not really young, but she's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. And, and uh, um, it's a very long story. I got to tell a little bit about this. Why I came to China to begin with is my wife in America, um, unfortunately, died of uh, a rare bladder cancer, and for three, two years, I was miserable, terrible, That's horrible, sad news. Mm. depression, everything else. And I said I got to do something different. So I sold my home in North North Dakota, um, picked a spot on the map, and said China looks good. So I came to China. Like randomly throughout the world. Isn't it a great really, story, yeah? Really, great yeah, story. really. I could have gone anywhere. And uh, um, so I ended up in Zhuhai um, after being in Shenzhen. And uh, Suzhou came to um, right here in Zhuhai. Anyway, so Laura's on the bus sitting next to me. And because I had not been with uh, any woman for two years or whatever and, and I had <laughs> should we continue this yeah anyway I met Laura on the bus too close, so. lot, yeah. <laughs> and she I was afraid to talk that's the whole point I really was I was afraid to say anything because I hadn't been with any woman finally Laura she's wearing this hat I can't even tell what she looks like or anything <laughs> like that um, and then you finish the story you say the next part yes and uh and I, at the beginning, I also afraid of to talk uh, with uh, you. Um, but um, after several bus stop pass, I think uh, maybe I can talk with him. Uh, I can practice my English. <laughs> yes, I think I can practice my English. So I asked, uh, I asked you, I said, uh, are you a tourist? Uh, I asked yeah, you. I remember that. Yeah, yes. I, I asked you, are you a tourist? And, uh, and uh, you told me the whole story. Oh, he, wow. Yeah, he, he threw all his baggage on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told the whole story um, really, as, very fast. As fast as we as could. As fast as uh, he could. Uh, because uh, maybe the uh, he really shouldn't be alright, he's passed up. And you're passed so, up. I didn't know <laughs> where, where, where no, you live. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, so he, he kept talking very fast. The whole story uh, told to me. And uh, at night, uh, you, you, you call me. <laughs> yeah, we really quickly exchanged WeChat. There you go. Yeah, you know, we know good each other. We know each other. I, I know uh, his wife is dying, and uh, I am divorced. Yeah. I divorced. 
So ten years can, before this, a yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. so so uh, we can uh, connect it. We can we connect it right away. Yeah. But the two <laughs> things you left out, Laura, uh, that that you like right away were what? Oh, uh, he told me he's a music teacher because uh, I love music very much. Piano. Because oh, I right. play piano. Fantastic. Yeah. So when he uh, when you told me uh, you are a music teacher, wow! I think that's what I want. And and, <laughs> and also, I I really like uh, to study English because I want to know more about the world. Uh, so and uh, uh, he speaks English. The the two things I he I takes your boxes. And I was <laughs> and I was teaching English. So yeah, right yeah, away. So I think wow, that's why. So in the face of a few bus stops, you knew all of each other's life story. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Love at first story. So then we went out <laughs> to eat. Love uh, at first stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love at first stop. Love right. at eighth stop. <laughs> okay, uh, that's marvelous, isn't that? A romantic answer. Yeah. Pretty I'm, cool. I'm getting yeah. all. Yeah, I'm getting a tear coming out of my eye. Uh, but no, it is a lovely story. And of course, where we met um, you know, at the school the other week, I just thought, oh, that's... So really how long have you been married now? One year. Oh, that's one yeah, of my things I was going to talk about, my year. Jedi. Um, yeah. Last year, young love. Uh, July 22nd, yeah. uh, we, got, we one, got married. Right, so over now, one year now. Yeah, one year. Newlyweds. Yeah. Did you have fireworks at the wedding? Chinese style? No. Didn't have fireworks? No, no I don't mean fireworks is in arguments and well, stuff like maybe, that. Maybe, maybe on their wedding night, but we won't. We're old. That we're old. We don't <laughs> worry about that. We just wanted the piece of paper and that's it. Okay, you know. lovely. Well, before Anthony pursues that for any more, <laughs> I think um, it's time to, uh, to go into a Sunday morning question of the week. Sunday morning. Sunday morning question of the week then. Um, let's see what our researchers have given us this week. Um, oh, here we go. This is a nice one. Mr. B, Greg, Laura. Have you ever won an award? If so, what was it for? Have you ever won an award? If so, what was it for? Now, Anthony, your one will probably be pretty quick, won't it? Because I'm sure you haven't won any award. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Biggest dickhead of all. <laughs> For the fifth year in a row. Yeah. My friends now, give it to me every time we get a beer. Does, does any, anyone have anything that's... I do, though, as you asked. I, uh, working in a school for a while in the kindergarten, best, uh, or what was it, Outstanding Teacher Award. Oh, look at that. Was that that school that you were in with only two kids? <laughs> <laughs> with only one teacher. Yeah. I was the only teacher. And you were the principal as well? <laughs> <laughs> Unique English. <laughs> Okay, so what was that certificate? You got like a medal? Yeah, well, it's chocolate. in here in China in uh, Young Wing. Oh. So big kindergarten, lots of teachers. Thank you very much. Uh, lots of students, and uh, yeah, they give you like a not a plaque. It's kind of the Chinese certificate. They come in those red sort of oh, yeah, folder binders. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have the official certificate inside. The fluffy felt on top. But that, it's quite a big thing in China, though. You know, Chinese like that. They like their awards. It was big, you know? was it? How big was it? No, no, it's not huge. But if you get an outstanding, you know, employee, you know, actually means something in China, right? They have actually recognised your effort rather than you know if you're in somewhere in the west and you have you know your plaque saying outstanding people don't really care do they so the hang on was it in so english right um both i think it had chinese and english i was going to say you definitely because it's an international it kindergarten so they okay 
cater for both sides. And were you given this marvellous, outstanding award just before you left that kindergarten, or kind of no, early, that's early? When, no, that was earlier. That, that was, was in the early days. I was okay. putting in the effort. And... In the effort. Well, <laughs> thing is, once you get an award, especially if it's outstanding, where can you go from that? Only down. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah. As I did. <laughs> right, that's marvellous. Thank you, uh, Mr B. Uh, Greg, anything come to mind? Uh, award you've yeah. won? 68 years, I'm sure you've won many. Yeah, all the years of teaching that, I, I'm sure more of our bands and choirs and things like that won awards, but me individually, the only one thing that comes to mind is when I was in the United States Army back during the Vietnam War era in... Uh, when I uh, I was in the United States Army band, and I okay. loved it. So did you have to go and kill people then if you were no, in the band? No, I never left Indianapolis. Oh, cool. I never had to go to Vietnam. You had to anything. go somewhere and play really bad music to the enemy. We <laughs> played in front of the generals and all that stuff, and the, the, the high brass and all that. That was our job. What did you play? Uh, saxophone. And I had to play oh, many cool. things. I had to play oh, yeah, saxophone, he tons of piano, uh, flute, clarinet, many, many instruments I had to play. Um, but our little band, our concert band, was really good. 28 people, and we were all there for the same reason. We were guaranteed to Indianapolis, stay in Indianapolis, and we knew we didn't have to go to Vietnam wow. and fight. So we had it nice. So all 28 members in that band were fantastic musicians, great. And we could do anything. We could play rock and roll, we could do um, classical. And you won an award? Yeah, I won an award given out by um, the Pentagon for my service and outstanding writing and arranging music for the group, which I love doing anyway. And uh, I was uh, an E-5 sergeant, which I made in like three months after being in the service, which is very unusual. So that's as high as I could go as far as ranking um, in three years. And it, it was great. So I want a, a certificate, certificate signed by the president from the yeah. Pentagon. Yeah. Well, actually, well, well, did you have like secret messages in your lyrics? <laughs> no, no, I just said outstanding service and we appreciate your work and all that. So that was that. Fantastic. I don't know if we can beat that. Well, you certainly didn't, Antti. No, um, <laughs> Laura, anything that you've won um, working, you know, as an advisor to the government, all these things? Have you won any awards before? Won, uh, won any awards? Like a certificate or... Uh, uh, or anything. Your boss give you anything. anything great or anything like that. I'm sure you must have had some hombows, no? <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah, maybe you're too humble to suggest. Um, and, and that's probably how I'd like to end mine. But uh, just thinking about it, I haven't won many um, awards um, to note. But one I do remember, and I framed it, was uh, when I was at University of Liverpool, I formed the Drum and Bass Society so we could run these music nights. It was just a, a channel. We, we, we were able to get subsidies and things like that. And... Um, there was this guy, Paul, who used to run, he was like the leader of all the societies, and I used to bug him every single day, you know, how to do this, how to do that, how to get this. And at the end of the year, he presented uh, me with a certificate, and it was the most, I think it was, I can't remember the year, the most annoying, the most annoying university society award 
uh, was given to ourselves. So there you go. Was a proud song to be proud. Certificate <laughs> <laughs> holder at the most annoying society. The in Boy the Scout Liverpool. badges count as awards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Anthony. Oh. Okay, great. Thanks very much. If you do remember, we want to say, Laura, and you can always um, uh, give me a little wink over the uh, studio, can't you, later. Great, right, uh, it's time to um, mull on down to Guess Who. We've got to remember. Guess Who, then. Um, I like this part of the show where I give you some clues on a famous Chinese person, and then you have to guess who it is. Now, if you do know who it is when I give you the first clues, and that doesn't happen very much, does it, listeners, does it, Anthony? Um, then at the end of the show, we'll come back to it and uh, I'll give you some extra clues. But if you do know, do not shout it out straight away because the listeners might still be thinking. Yeah. OK, now you're lucky, Greg. You have your lovely wife, Laura, in the studio today. They might be able to help because, of course, they're Chinese. So Yes, we're relying on you, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Laura. Yeah, expertise. So here we go, then. Are you ready? Yeah? OK. Understand, Laura? Famous person, famous Chinese person, we have to guess. You have, have to guess, guess who this Chinese person oh. is. Hmm, I thought you said you listened to some episodes. Hmm. Okay, anyway, <laughs> first clue this person, this famous Chinese person, is a dog. It's a dog? Yeah, a Chinese dog, you know, like um, a horoscope. <laughs> it's a dog. Is a dog? You confuse Paul Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Born year of the dog, the Chinese zodiac. Year of the dog. Year so of the dog. Not literally a dog. A dog. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> September the 7th, actually, uh, she was born. So uh, into the year of the dog. 1970 in Zergong, Zergong, Sichuan. Okay, Sichuan province. 1970. It's 1970, year of the dog. Yeah. Okay. So the height of this person, because this really helps, 1 metre 63. Yeah? Happy with that, Anthony? 1 metre 63. It's quite tall in China. And weighs 52 kilograms. So, I guess it would make a bit of a splash if you dropped her in the lake over there, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, remember the splash. This person learned how to swim at the age of four. Dogs can swim quite well, can't they? Very yeah. well. <laughs> at nine, she started gymnastics training before she was spotted by a diving coach and persuaded to switch to compete in diving. Now that should be a big clue. She won her first major international competition on the three meter springboard in the World Championships in 1986. Nicknamed the Diving Queen, what a dog. She is one of the most dominant divers in the history of the sport, undefeated in world competitions on the three meter springboard between 1986 and 1992, wow. including Olympic Games gold medals both in 1988 in Seoul and 1992 in Barcelona. She's tied with the legendary Greg Laganis in winning the greatest number of international awards on one board. She's also the only female diver to surpass the 600 points mark in the event, and she did it three times. She was chosen as the world's best diver of the year by the US magazine Swimming World. That's a good read. From 87 to 89, and the Women's World Springboard Diver of the Year for a record seven consecutive years, from 86 to 92. In 1998, she was inducted into the International Swimming Hall of Fame. Amazing. She coached in Edmonton, Alberta for many years for the Edmonton Kingsman Diving Club, producing many national team divers and helping to further the sport of diving in Canada. She is from Zergong, Sichuan, as I said, but I believe now she has um, Canadian citizenship. Yeah. Oh, some of the famous quotes before you dive in. 
No famous quotes, as I guess, well, being in the water makes it a little bit difficult to be heard. So I couldn't find any famous quotes. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. As always, listeners, the people in the studio are looking rather glum. So no quotes then, literally no No quotes. quotes. Yeah, just bubbles. Yeah, bubbles. Bubbles. I I might have remembered Greg Luganis, but uh, even that would have been difficult uh, being an American. But a Chinese diver, I can't. Yeah, I hope is Lauren. Chinese diver emigrating to Canada. Uh, I don't have a clue. Are you into sports, Laura? You like sports? I like sports. Um, yes, I like sports. Uh, uh, Do you playing, like sporty men? Uh, tennis. Play tennis. Yeah, but not diving, do you? Don't dive. No, no diving. That's a shame for this one, isn't it? You play tennis. Yeah, I well, tennis. Yeah. Oh, I tennis. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is diving, so... That <laughs> yeah. doesn't help, yes. No, it doesn't help. <laughs> okay, so no, no, nothing to come with. Well, maybe, you know, it'll go into your subconscious as the show progresses, and we'll come back later for some extra clues, okay? Excellent. Looks like I got them again, listeners. Right, time to move on to Dway but Dway. Because this is just the way it's meant to be. Dway but Dway, then. <laughs> correct. <laughs> Not <laughs> correct. Yeah. I'll give you an interesting fact. Well, I won't give you one. I'll give you one that my researchers gave to me to give to you. And then you can come up with, after discussing it, if it's true or false. We're doing this as a team? I'm afraid so. You'll have to be in the same team as that man over there. (laughs) And you'll have to agree. You have to come up with one answer. But don't worry, Greg. You've got 50% chance of getting it right. True. As you do of losing. Okay. Lovely. Here we go, then. Ready? Mm. Chinese women have had their feet and ankles crippled as a status symbol. Chinese women... Terrible. Chinese women have had their feet and ankles crippled as a status symbol. You're talking about in the past, right? Well, this is foot-binding, so this is true. Uh, I don't know. I I, I can't understand that. Twist it. Chinese ladies will purposely mess their feet up Mm. for a reason. A status symbol. You know, in the old days, long oh, time ago, the they used to oh, wrap their feet up, even their feet. from when oh. they were children. I think uh, she understands. Uh, so you, your question is what? Just now. True or false? Well, we were saying... You mean that in the old days, they, they wrapped their feet up? Old days, new days, I'm not given a time perspective. I haven't been given one. I can only give you what I've been told here, and that is Chinese women have had their feet and ankles crippled as a status symbol. You have to work out if that's Dwey or Budwey. Yeah. So we, the three of us got to talk. You already know it. Can you, can you possibly explain then, because you, you came, you're about the past, and you're talking about the past, this idea of breaking your feet as a status symbol, is that, what was the reason for that? Uh, because they think uh, the, the, the feet, uh, the small is beautiful. They weren't very beautiful when you took the shoes and the bindings off, though. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they, they looked they, terrible. They bind, uh, because uh, the, the feet will cannot uh, grow bigger, so their feet small. They think it's beautiful. Who, who's they? Days. Who's they? Who yeah, is do, you, they? do you remember what um, mm. dynasty this was in China? Who who were they? Who who wanted the feet to be? Oh, uh, who wanted because the yeah. uh, the men. Who started the trend though? Was it the emperor maybe, or the aristocracy uh, maybe? The old age, I I, I cannot remember uh, which year they begin to do. They begin mm. uh, began to do this. Uh, but terrible, right? They used to take literally children and wrap their feet yeah, yeah, really, 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 really tight in bandages. Very small. They cannot. 
they cannot uh, walk alone. Yeah, very, very walk. painful for yeah, them to walk. Painful, yeah, very uh, painful. But the men, they think it's very beautiful. I think it for the woman. They of... also want to control the woman. Uh, to yeah, run so away. they can't run. Yeah. Can't run, can't yeah. play tennis they, either. They, they want to control <laughs> diving. Perhaps has this permeated a little bit into Chinese culture? Is it still attractive for women to have small feet, even today? I don't like uh, a woman with big feet. Today, yeah, uh, do Chinese men still men. like uh, women with small feet? Um, not. Uh, and now not, they don't care. Small. Yeah, they don't care. Your feet is bigger or small. Now they don't care. Right. Well, anyway, <laughs> off that subject. But um, the old age, yeah, they will care. So the answer is what, what? What about women? Do women like men with big feet? No, women they like a uh, uh, not very big. But not the like men. A, yeah, not like a man very. But the men can big. have big feet. Uh, the men, they, 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 they doesn't matter. Yeah. Did you did you know about this, Greg? At all this I've never history? heard. Never heard anything. Oh wow, about really? That's quite quite interesting. Yeah, it's very of course, strange. I think we need to look at the other perspective, as we like to do on this podcast. That the women that whether they were young or teenagers, or I guess it's better when they were young because then the foot would well, they started literally when they were toddlers. Yeah, but what would they get out of it? Who the women? Yeah, and the thing is, they save money on shoes. But if it is true that it was a status symbol then maybe they would be able to be married into the aristocracy. So they would have a rich husband and things like this, whereas a lady with a normal foot wouldn't. So there were benefits to having your feet messed up, perhaps. Well, I mean, because of social stigmas and perceptions. Well, it's a status symbol, this is saying. I mean, whether or not you want to say it's true or false. <laughs> anyway, wrap it up then. Um, what do you think as a team? True or false? Well, I mean, if you're talking about it happening now, I think it's very unlikely, but in the history it was true, certainly Read true. the question again. Yeah. Chinese women have had their feet and ankles crippled as a status symbol. True or false? True. Well, we're going right. true. It's yeah. true, yeah. Because it has happened, so it's true. Okay, we're going with that? Yeah. Right, Laura? True. Yeah. You agree with true? I mean, the woman... They did it. Uh, before, yeah, they did. So it's true. Okay. Yeah, true. So here we go, listeners. Chinese women, um, have had their feet and ankles crippled as a status symbol. Our illustrious panel said true. The answer is false. What? Yeah. Why? Now, I've been told it's false because it wasn't ankles that were crippled. It was just oh, their feet. Yeah. And I, yes, not feet. Yeah, Laura's yeah. agreeing with yeah, me. So I say, so they, they, their feet. Yeah, but they become small. Oh, I agree yeah. with Anthony. Uh, oh. Yeah, they throw in a curveball. Yeah. They, cur- they always yeah, do this. I'm just... to apologise. So oh, Chinese women. No, it's not ankle, is it? Yeah, the feet. Yeah, yeah the feet. Yeah, 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 there yeah, you yeah. go. Never mind, guys. You lose, and I guess we win. Yeah. Tricked with sneaky words. So yeah, Greg. Apparently, lotus feet, which are about three inches long signified both beauty and status the thinking behind the symbol goes if you can submit to a process that will render you unable to really walk or work you must come from a family wealthy enough for your labor not to matter and the practice actually had to be nationally outlawed in 1912 in order to get people to stop doing it so it was quite something people really wanted it for nearly 10 centuries if you were a woman who wanted to marry into money in china then you submitted to the unbelievably painful Ten practice centuries is yeah. that how long it lasts yeah of this foot binding wow three inches well yeah, no it was crazy they literally bound your feet from when you were a toddler wow so tight that your feet wouldn't and they would l- literally be deformed you're like 
terrible. Your yeah. toes and everything would be all like scrunched yeah. together. Lotus feet. It says it here that they, they it involved breaking the toes and bones of the arch and binding them tightly together from the time a girl was around yeah seven years old oh, till seven not till, toddlers then. to um to adulthood. So yeah, that's it. You kind of got it right, but remember, it wasn't the ankles. Okay. Very good. Let's get um let's get our shoes on and walk into China Jedi topic time. Ting badong, you got it all right. China Jedi topic time then this week. Um, Anthony, uh, as always, we, we do get, I wouldn't say hundreds of questions, we get a lot of questions sent in, don't we, through our platform, chinajedi.com, uh, info at chinajedi.com, with some interesting questions, some of which are a little bit too rude, some of which are a little bit too boring. I've been given this one uh, from a person in Hainan um, for this week for us to answer. It's from a Mr. Joe King. Uh, he's based in, as I said, the tropical place of Hainan. And Mr. Joe King says, Why is having pale skin a top status symbol in China? I guess a lot of people sunbathe there. You must notice that. Why is having pale skin a top status symbol in China? Now, Anthony, just in case you don't know what status symbol means, <laughs> it is a possession that's taken to indicate a person's wealth or high social or professional status. Can you class the colour of your skin as a possession, then? Well, this is an interesting discussion. What, what, what do you think about that? Does having pale skin mean you are... It's a, is having pale skin a top status symbol in China? Hmm. I think we should start with Laura. <laughs> what do you think about that one, Laura? Chinese woman, they think the, they have a pure skin. It's very important things. Uh, because they think pure skin uh, is very beautiful. No spot on your face. And... Um, so, so you mean no blemishes, no spots, no dots, but and a, does the skin have to be white? They, 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 they want the white skin. And okay. So they will, uh, they will go to the uh, beauty uh, salon to do their facial. Yeah, they, they will spend a lot of money uh, to go to beauty uh, salon to do their facial. Uh, at home, they also have many things like a, a whitening lotion, and uh, cream and uh, uh, whitening, uh, cleaning uh, milk and uh, scrub, scrub. So, uh, so, scrub. Not, so not just looking after the skin, but to make the skin whiter? Yeah, uh, to, to make their skin whiter. Why? Uh, because they think uh, whiter is, uh, uh, is uh, beautiful than the other color. They think white skin is very beautiful. So they, uh, they will buy every... Uh, things to uh, make their uh, face uh, uh, look uh, whiter. Also, they will drink uh, the liquid. Uh, I, I saw my colleague, uh, she showed me the liquid uh, uh, she bought on life, uh, made in Japan. As a liquid, I can, uh, when you drink this liquid, can yet, uh, can let your skin become white. Yeah. Was I, it bleach? I, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, they take uh, a vitamin C. They said vitamin C can uh, let your skin become white. Okay. My colleague, yes, uh, she, she take a lot of vita vitamin so C. So this mm. guy, Mr. Joking, definitely got something. There's some truth to this. Yeah, yeah. that's true, yeah. So having white skin mm. is a status symbol. Yeah? So it yeah. means mm. that you are mm. better than others. It yeah, means yeah, that yeah. you are yeah. more elite than others. Do yeah, people yeah, yeah. look at someone, if people were to look, ah. let's say you did an experiment in China, you had a picture of the same mm. woman, mm. but 
they changed the colour of her skin, say, in the picture. If a Chinese people were to look at the same woman, mm. and one had very, very pale skin, and one had darker skin, mm. people would think she is uh, she's, uh, better? Yeah, or? she's better. Even uh, if, uh, if the woman, uh, she has the white skin, uh, if she is a little ugly, no problem, because of white skin, white <laughs> skin can, uh, can... Counteract uh, the yeah, ugliness. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. if, mm. say, Chinese were in a high-up family in society, mm. a rich family, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would try very hard to have white skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, they will say if you have white skin, they will say you are from the uh, rich family, okay. not the poor family. Because poor family, they will think your skin will be very bad. So, okay. And then they will think your skin will be very bad because you... Uh, <laughs> so is it linked to, with the health of the skin or yes, just the, purely uh, how it looks? Uh, purely, uh, and uh, if you also have uh, a little pain on your face, why a little pain, they will, they will think it's really healthy, very healthy skin. Skin. Like red, rosy cheeks, blood color to your cheeks. Yeah, you have a okay. little pain on your face. Enough so you think really healthy skin. Enough of this bollocks. It's <laughs> just ridiculous. Uh, and what's funny actually, Andy, thinking back to the West, is you know in the West, or the we're from, yeah. they're fond of suntan skin. Right. Which presumably implies that they're wealthy enough to take expensive holidays to warmer climates, right? Mm. But Chinese prefer the pale and interesting look, presumably to prove that they don't perhaps work outside in a manual job. But I, sun's not shining on I like to think, though, in China, it's not purely a cosmetic thing. I think it's linked to health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Chinese do believe that the sun is bad for your skin. It yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It the, does the, the sun your burn skin, your skin. Right? And, and they wear their umbrellas. Uh, burn your skin. Uh, when you, uh, the sun will let your skin have the spot. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they so, believe it because of the... Uh, ultra violent. Yeah, violent. Yeah, yeah. Ultra yeah. will will hurt will hurt your skin. So is it is it so linked to health? So they always hold then? umbrella when they go out. They always hold umbrella, wear the hat and uh, uh, wear the the veil. And the taxi drivers, they, they even yeah. have the things they yeah. pull up their arms. Yeah, they, 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 they <laughs> wear the sleeve, just the sleeve. Yeah, yeah, they wear a t-shirt, yeah, yeah, but then yeah, they yeah, put yeah, on yeah, the sleeve. Yeah, because they, they want to protect the sun uh, directly, they hit your skin. Okay, yeah. but let's, let's not debate the ins and outs of whether or not the sun will make you healthy or not healthy, because that's obviously a big discussion. Um, what I want to also go into here, because we're talking about status symbols, right? So pale skin is one of them. Um, do you think it's always been a status symbol in China, the pale skin, going back and back, you know, maybe to the time when they used to bind the feet? Mm. Do you think also they thought white skin was, you know, a good thing to have then? Or do you think it's a new thing? that's happened, you know, in the last few decades well, or something. if you look back at the kind of the historical pictures, then the makeup they wore it's was also very totally white, yeah. right? They would put on completely white makeup and then add... And the geisha colour, like Japanese. you say, the rosy Japan. red cheeks, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's gone, gone a long way back. Um, very interesting, isn't it? Uh, anyway, forget pale skin. Let's talk about some other funny status symbols, because I've been given this article uh, by our researchers, and as you're Chinese and American, and we've got, got a good mix here, let's go through them and, uh, and see some of them that possibly that we're kind of connected to. BMW in there. <laughs> so, one of them, top of the list, and I, I don't know if it's the most important one, is um, a mistress. Yeah, having a... <laughs> A guy's material needs, when they've been satisfied, an extramarital affair serves to fulfil his carnal requirements. Um, but the thing with this mistress, apparently, 
is they must provide them with an apartment, car and design a wardrobe. So that is a status symbol. Well, yeah. usually a status symbol you have on display in somewhere because the whole point is everyone sees it, right? But isn't to that... display your status. Isn't so, that true, though? But how do you display your... Well, you your take them out, lover. don't you? And you? For example, the place I used to live, Love's Coast, it was full of, I guess, status symbols. Um, <laughs> ladies walking well, out with dogs on. and Louis Vuitton bags. And, and the man would come from Hong Kong every week to... To stay with them in the apartment that he rented, and I guess he would take them physically out. So not the wife on one arm and the the concubine following. No, behind. I think the wife would be in Hong Kong. That was the story I was told. Um, so mistress, um, you're knowledgeable about that, I guess, Laurie. In China, mistress is seen as a status symbol, is it? A mistress. Mistress. It means a concubine, a extra woman, your, your lover, uh, your extra a man wife. having a second woman Arnai. on the side that he would go see. Shao Tai Tai. Arnai. Oh, you mean uh, um... not a prostitute? <laughs> oh. A lady. Okay. Oh. A man would have two Maybe ladies. An expensive yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Okay. Mm. So is that a status symbol? Not. It, a, yeah. Oh, well, you mean it's a symbol? Yes. It, is it? Well, I heard it's a popular thing in Guangdong. Guangdong men like yes, to have yes, a wife yes, yeah, 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 and yeah, like yeah, to have yeah. a lover. Yeah, Is yeah, that yeah, yeah, popular yeah. I in... Think, I think maybe some people, some people okay. will have... Uh, well, let's move on. It's, have, uh, it's not yeah. the best thing to describe, is it? Another one, number two, was a luxury car. Yeah? And the top one, what was it that you said, Andy? Luxury car. What did I... BMW, you're right, BMW and Audi. Audi and BMW apparently are occupying the top spots in uh, in the market. And apparently before you can even begin wooing a lady if you're middle class, you have to have a car in China. Yeah, okay. Another one, get this, a pilot's licence. Oh yeah. This is a status symbol now, a pilot's licence, being able to fly a a plane, Laura. Mm. Yeah. Um, This is where the highest rollers are, are buying into now. 1,600 official pilots license holders in China now, undoubtedly plenty more than are, that are unofficial, I'm sure. Um, guess how much a pilot's license costs? To, to, to go just for the license or of to course. go through the whole system? Of course. I mean, on, then. how much? Well, you have a guess. Have a gander. In China? Yeah. <sighs> well, if it's a status symbol, I'm guessing it's quite expensive. You think about all the lessons and having to pay for a plane to fly? I don't know, 100,000, 200,000? Okay, well apparently low altitude airspaces have been opened, it's interesting, in Hainan, where Joe King's from, Guangdong and um, Heilongjiang. Yeah, they apparently have low altitude. 200,000. 80,000. 80. 80. So I thought it was quite good. That's not too bad. We could do that, couldn't we? Should we get our pilot yeah, systems? Should we get some status <laughs> symbols? Yeah. Um, okay, another one. Oh, Tibetan Mastiffs. These Tibetan dogs, you must have seen these around. My old boss at the clinic, he had a retreat on a mountain. He used to have five of them in a kennel. So they li- they're meant to live up in high altitude in the mountains of Tibet. But they buy them and bring them down and put them in the yard. And the they bark really and bark and bark. Thick fur. Thick fur, yeah, yeah like, like dreadlock fur. Guangdong where it's really hot. Oops. Yeah, it's uh, the, very, the most prized canine in China, apparently, at the moment. <laughs> Some couple in Xi'an paid 300,000 RMB for one. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable. Pets were banned, apparently, Mr. B, under Chairman Mao, for promoting bourgeois attitudes. But ownership of small animals like crickets and birds never really went away. And I guess uh, old cats and dogs are coming back so in. So we've gone from crickets to mastiffs. <laughs> <laughs> More expensive. Okay, um, 
off that, because I'm sure we don't have any. Any more? Any other dogs. States, yeah, we've got Apple products. Apple yeah, products. Apple products. They appeal to wealthy urban youth thanks to their sleek design. Oh, Apple the company, not like yeah. literally. Oh, come on, catch up. I thought you meant like an Apple pie or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> iPhone. I'm on for yeah. Well, they've got cult following in, in China. Do you have an iPhone? Uh, before I have iPhone, now I change it. Use uh, Huawei. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have a cult following all Huawei. over the world, don't they? No, I use Huawei. The cult of Apple. I mean, the fact that they're made on production lines in Guangdong does really little to tarnish that. And appeal. doesn't make them any cheaper either right. in China. Yeah. You're good. Have you got an Apple? I do. iPhone yeah. 6. I got How one as well. An old iPad one as well. Yeah, we got some status symbols going there, Anthony. Okay, pale skin, obviously, we've talked about. That's, uh, that's one that you and I possibly could share. Um, and uh, next one, fine wine. Fine wine is a status symbol. Yeah, they like to buy really expensive ones from so other not, places not, in the world. Not a bottle of Great Wall then. <laughs> not a bottle of Great Wall yet. That's worldwide though. That's not just China. I mean, oh, oh, I think we... Yeah, that's true, Greg. That's a good I point. I think most of these are so far, aren't they? Tibetan Mastiffs. <laughs> I think they're yeah. popular dog, aren't they? Um, pilot's license. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. What are we saying? We're all the same? Similar... Yeah, similar states. Well, yeah. fancy oh. car, people... Yeah, same right. thing in America, BMWs, Mercedes. Well, as, as society develops, it starts to want to have all this shit. People like right? nice yeah. things. And then generally the shit's right. the same. Okay, uh, fine wine. I, I guess it's to do with the associations with the sophistication of France. Apartment, is apartment it's in there? Like this. Luxury furniture, Anthony. Furniture, not the actual apartment, just luxury, luxury furniture. Luxury of furniture. Yes, luxury it's, furniture. It's like Ikea. No, having the, ca- having the ready cash to kit out your home like Donatella's boudoir is a sign of great fortune. And, and oh, this word, profligacy. Yeah, profligacy. Never heard of it. Yeah, look that up, listeners. Or maybe it's a Chinglish typo. Um, next one, two more. Golf. Yeah. You like a bit of golf, don't you, Ants? Wow. In, On the computer. In Thailand, perhaps cheap. <laughs> Apparently, at the beginning of the millennium, there were 100 golf courses. In China, and there's now over 600, so it's really uh, taken, taken up, yeah. And then the last one is, do you know what a, ner- a merce is? A designer merce. Your own private mercenaries? No, I'm afraid not. Well, the one thing no Chinese guy should be without is a man purse, aka oh, a purse. <laughs> From a recognised brand, though, Greg, Gucci, Burberry, or Louis Vuitton all fit the bill. I mean, you must have seen them, yeah, the guys so. that hold their, their mercies. I yeah. always thought they were holding the wife's bag, but no, no, no. it's probably theirs. Well, he needs this, apparently, Anthony, to stash his cash in his iPhone, and the Merce is the ideal accessory, aspirational and multifunctional. And his skin whitening cream. That's funny, because in America, uh, man purses are mocked. I'm sure they are. made fun of in movies and all that. And when I came to China, that was... I I never saw that in the USA either. Bum bags as well. They were big in England, then they got mocked. I'm bringing them back. As they should be. I'm bringing them back. They're very handy when we go on tour, Anthony, <laughs> to keep everything in. Bum bags, yes. The well, new Merce. As they call them in America, fanny pack. Fanny right. packs. Fanny packs, yeah. Yes, thank, thank you for that. Uh, but that, I think the luxury furniture one's funny, because when you go into these rich places in China, the furniture, they, it's just revolting. It's like being... You remember that programme, Footballer's Wife? You know, like, they just buy this most over-the-top stuff. It sparkles, it's all white and glistening, and it's just... 
bolting. It'd be interesting to ask Laura, actually. Is that in? I've been to many Chinese families' apartments. Chavs. And they have a lot of furniture. Mm. It's always some. They have a big apartment, mm. but it seems so small because there's so much furniture in there. Oh. Is, do Chinese like that? Do they like to buy lots of things to put in their apartments? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because I uh, yeah, many Chinese they like to buy a lot uh, of furniture. Okay. Yeah. I'm more of a minimalist. I like less yeah. our, furniture. Our home, not much. Very minimal. Very simple. Yeah. Less to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. Less to dust as well. But does he need to buy more furniture? <laughs> I don't like to buy more furniture. Oh, okay. Because so. I like the simple and uh, and more space. Yes, me more too. More room. I I don't like. Uh, uh, Cramped. Yeah, cramped. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, mm. Going on these status symbols, should we see if we um, were a member of the social elite? Let's how just many, go through them. Take off? I mean, I'm thinking out of ten, if you get five, we'll say you're in the social elite. Yeah, well, we all it? just admitted to not having lots of furniture, so we fail on that one. Well, well let's just do you then. <laughs> right, number one, a mistress. Okay, you've got one there. Number two, a luxury <laughs> car. You count the toy one you have next to your bed? No. My radio-controlled one, my Iron Man. <laughs> no, pilot's license got one of those. No. Sadly, not. No. Uh, iPhone. Got an hang iPhone. on, hang on. Tibetan Mastiff. No. No, none of those. Got an iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> it gives you two. You've got an iPhone. No. Already had one. I see. I've got one anymore. So, well, if you want, pale skin. Yeah, well. You don't want to see my bottom. <laughs> You're looking rather pasty. We're all looking pale. pasty today. Okay, we've got that one going for us, and we haven't even had to use any cosmetics. Mm. Like L'Oreal's White Perfect brand, apparently. Can anyway. I just say one thing about that? It's so funny, because in America, Laura never even heard of a tanning booth. Yeah. A tanning store. Yeah, she never, never heard of that. We spend billions of dollars in yeah. USA to get brown, uh, and Chinese are, are doing it, spending they, billions yeah, of dollars they, to get white. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. I must admit, I saw a company open one recently. They opened a tanning place. I thought you were in the wrong country yeah. to open that. <laughs> Why are you doing that in China? Like that's just silly. That's, yeah. yeah. I wonder if it'll catch on. Yeah. Okay, we're well going back. We've got two at the moment. Fine wine. Well, you drink whatever you're given, don't you? So not really. I like good you. wine. I don't like cheap uh, wine. Okay, no. luxury. I mean, I can't afford the hugely expensive wine, but I don't like super cheap wine. Either. The only luxury furniture you've got is that fantastic portrait that your late grandmother made of Prince Charles <laughs> and the royal family, which you have on your wall. So, do we give you that? Yeah. Nah, okay, that's free. Golf. Oh. No. I do like a bit of golf when someone invites oh, me along. PS4, does that count? No. And a Merce. Who's got a Merce? Can my bum bag count? No, I guess it can't, can it really? I have kind of like a laptop bag, which could be... No, no, it's not my computer. No, 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 no. It's a little computer. It has to be a designer brand, does it? So okay. I failed on all of them. Yeah, I'm not a VIP at all. <laughs> so I, I'm no status. I, I, luckily, the, the uh, visa application process is now not based on those... Ten things, then, eh? True. The Otherwise. fact that you don't have any of them, Greg, puts you in a much higher status in my book. <laughs> I'm serious. God, look at the charm of that, eh? I'm, I'm serious. He's, he's wanting you to buy him lunch afterwards. Anyway, <coughs> material <laughs> belongings do not hire your status, in my opinion. It's who you are that counts. No, indeed. Uh, maybe one we forgot about. What? We bought this most beautiful bamboo plant rack, and. It wasn't that expensive. What did it, what it cost? 800 RMB or whatever. 
but it's made oh, up. Oh, you, you put your plant on the plants oh. on it. We have it on our outside balcony. It is so beautiful. Yeah. But it's not a status. I was going to say, hang on, no, come on, Greg. No. Is, it, is it Louis Vuitton? Is no, it no. Prada? <laughs> no. Then, you know, it's not I'm probably Prada. the only one interested in it, so. Prada bamboo. <laughs> there you go, then. That um, sounds cool. I like bamboo. Thanks for that question, Mr. Jokin, and uh, for discussing. Let's uh, swiftly move on to uh, a bit of Chinese jingle jangle, John Wen. I wanted to make it real simple. Jingle jangle, John Wen then. Let's learn a bit of Chinese. Laura, I think you've got to be the pro for this. Um, do you have any f fun sayings we could learn maybe in Chinese that could help Greg out, Anthony especially, and me? Like a... Useful sentence. Yeah, uh, saying, uh, yeah like a... Um, Cantonese, they said... Qi uh, xin. Uh, they would say... Uh, 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 like uh, you are uh, bring your brain um, short circuit. Ah, your brain short circuit. Uh, your brain, you your wires are crossed in yeah, your yeah, brain. Cross, short circuit. Short circuit. Cross, cross wired. Cross uh, wired. This is a very right? useful one cross for Chris. Cross wired means that <laughs> you, uh, you have mental uh, problems. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You have mental problems. Being in a room with you three, I'm starting to get one. But yeah, if we know each other really well, you use it as we a can joke. say this. If uh, you are a stranger, uh, I cannot say teasing. Uh, <laughs> I cannot say. So yeah, what's the word? Teasing. 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 Okay. Teasing. <laughs> first of all, that's Guangdong Hua. That's yeah, not that's good Cantonese. Cantonese. Okay. Uh, it's uh, two. It's two mm. syllables. Teasing. Ah, uh, yeah. Teasing. Chi uh, or tea? Chi. Teasing. Okay. C H I. Okay. Yes, yes, I So if I point at him and go teasing, yeah, I'm saying he's a bit. That means that you, uh, you, you are, you are long. Uh, you are uh, uh, short. Uh, short okay. Okay. Short let's let's go yeah. let's go around yeah, that yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. then. So can you say the word again? Teasing. Uh, teasing. Mm. What do you know? What it is in? Anthony, would you not allow our guests to also participate <laughs> with this Chinese? Yeah. Okay. Do you have another sorry, one? Greg. Uh, sorry, Greg. another one is a. Uh, Sub sub soy. What? Sub sub soy. Sub sub soy. Also Cantonese. Uh, like uh, Hong Kong and uh, Macau uh, Cantonese, uh, uh, they always uh, will say sub sub soy means uh, uh, if I ask you, can you do that? You say sub sub soy means it very easy. Ah, so, very easy. Like sandwich. Very easy to do means uh, no problem. Very easy. Sub sub soy. Uh, sub sub soy. Yes. I like that. I, that's an easy one. Yeah, sub sub soy. Greg, can you sub sub soy? Uh, yeah, sub sub soy means. Uh, uh, really easy. Sub, sub, sorry. Sub, sub, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We would say in America, piece of cake. Oh, piece of cake. Yeah. Oh, also means a very, very easy. easy. Right. Yeah, yeah, Ever yeah, hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I think you must have taken oh, that one from us, cake. actually, oh. Greg. <laughs> yeah. Can you break down the sub, sub, sorry, what does it mean literally in English? If you're to break down each word, what is sub, 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 sub soy? Oh, that sub, could be sub, an interesting question. Uh, a little piece things. Uh, means uh, like uh, you you tear the the paper like uh, a little uh, a piece a piece a little things uh, um, uh, sub uh, sub yeah means uh, means uh, a small a piece of something uh, yes like uh, a little piece things that uh, you 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 tear the hmm. means a little things so very easy means so very similar then to a piece very, of cake yeah very yeah. means very easy to to do this uh, interesting things uh, yeah. where did the sub, cake sub, bit come in Greg mentioned what does soy mean piece of cake? Sub sub then soy can sub sub soy, uh, just means uh, 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 a little, a little things. Uh, okay, little things. Uh, a little things. Um, uh, 
What a, 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 a little piece of uh, uh, paper in there, a soft, soft soil. And the teasing, if you're teasing, teasing the music. If you to say each word in English, they're like exact translation. What oh, exact think? translation. Chi means a stick together, like the uh, the <laughs> electric wire. Interesting. The 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 both are stick together. Mm. Fuse. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, fuse. These are the 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 one row uh, stick with the another row together sticky. So chi means a, a stick. Sin uh, means the uh, the the row means the row. Uh, like uh, you you use the needle uh, to 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 doing your clothes. This is sin. The needle is yeah, uh, a, 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 a little a little row. This a, is a, a, a sticky. Stitch. A stitch. Stitch. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Has, so the stitching uh, sticking, but has uh, come stick unstuck. Uh, or is stuck because together. Because stuck together. So yeah. it means that you, you, you are not, yeah, so your you're not clearly. Are stuck together. So yeah, yeah, stuck together means that the, the, the balls are sticky. Uh, stuck together. Are interesting. Yeah, colors, yeah. Highly, stuck, highly stuck interesting. Yeah. Okay, mm. um, I, I want you to say it again to me in a minute. Mm. So here we go. You're crazy. Teasing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and the last uh, one is. Uh, yeah. Ah, that's really easy. Uh, yeah. Uh, sup, sup, soy. Sup, sup, soy. Bit of Guangdong Hua there, yeah, first. Yeah, 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 Guangdong Hua, yeah, yeah. Today. So, yeah. do you teach Guangdong Hua and Putong Hua to Greg? Poor chap, if you do. Two uh, of them at once. Now he can speak a little, like a. Very a little, like a chopstick quiet. Yeah. Uh, okay, chopstick quiet. So, you can speak like a baby. <laughs> Not even good enough for like yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, because uh, we always uh, talk English. <laughs> yeah, we do. Ver no Chinese. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay, that was really nice. Thank you for that, Laura. A bit of Guangdong Hua um, for us and the listeners. Time for a joke. Great joke of Zhongguo. So, joke this week. Um, joke this week is uh, called The Garden of Eden. Um, one fine morning in the Garden of Eden, God looked down upon Adam and noticed that he was looking rather glum. So the Lord said to Adam, what troubles you, my son? Adam looked up to God and said, I'm lonely, father. I have no one to talk to. So God said, then I shall give you a companion and she will cook and clean for you. Ooh, and wash your clothes. <laughs> they are controversial, our researchers, aren't they? She shall bear your children and never wake you in the middle of the night to take care of them. She'll give you love and compassion whenever you want it. She'll not nag at you and will always be the first to admit she's wrong if you two ever disagree. She'll love and support you no matter what and always agree with any important decision you make. She shall be called a woman. Intrigued, Adam asked God, What shall this woman cost, father? God replied, one arm and one leg, my son. Adam pondered this question for a while, and with the seriousness that only comes from complete certainty, he answered, Hmm, what can I get for just a rib? <laughs> <laughs> yes, time to um, dive into Jedi Sith of the Week. Oh, we chat, wait, shim, we chat, wait, shim, we chat, wait, shim, me. Jedi Sith of the Week then, uh, Anthony, I want to start with something good today. Um, okay. Let's go Jedi's with our Jedi's nice and quick. Um, Greg, do you want to hit, hit us with your Jedi of the Week, please? Um, I got a very nice phone call, not I, actually a WeChat, 
um, a few days ago saying that uh, I probably was going to be getting my job back at Polytechnic College here in Juhai, okay. uh, which means I'll be teaching three jobs again uh, all year long. Um, until, the top, right? until Laura retires uh, July in July a year from now, then we both retire. Oh, very, very wonderful. Marvelous. So, so that's what we're celebrating here—the fact that your retirement is nearly very coming. close for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Imminent. Very Sailing into the sunset. Marvelous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always used to hope I'd retire at thirty. <laughs> but then I don't think you ever retire. You're always doing stuff, isn't it? It's not all about working. Well, and it's funny because I did retire in the United States as a music teacher um, three years ago. And I came to China. I'm working harder than ever. So, uh, but it's wonderful. It's very good. Okay, so Greg, you're due a double retirement soon as well, yes. Laura. So that's marvelous. Uh, Laura, what's your Jedi of the week? Oh, we have the one year. Uh, and it was the wedding celebration. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because he's had trouble with his tonsils for a mm. while. So all the doctors and nurses that looked after my son this week, they're my Jedi. Thank you very much. How old is staff he? in the hospital. He's 11, so he's Ooh, not right. super young. But yeah. yeah, get well soon, Kale. Eat lots of ice cream. <laughs> hey. Strawberry ice lollies. It's nice to hear it's some fun. positive stories, isn't it, about the medical world? So, especially from your mouth. <laughs> okay, great. My, um, my Jedi is my accountant, Miss Liu. Um, because... We got the news this week that my company visa has been accepted, my renewal for visas. So, um, so Chris, your accountant is thankful for that. My, my, I'm thankful Thankable. for my accountant for helping me with the process. Yeah, not for cooking your books, then. Not for cooking my books. So, how long is your visa? How long is your visa? <laughs> we don't know. Hopefully, it'll be two years. That's that's coming up over the next few weeks. Um, don't get all the answers straight away. Okay. So, but that's nice to be able to know that you can actually stay in the country where your company is. <laughs> Marvellous, yes. Okay, yeah. Um, onwards to SIFs of the week then. Um, who's going to go first with the SIF? I actually wrote a long list and we don't have time for all this, so I'll just pick... Uh, uh, <laughs> long list, I like that. Pick no, one out, all right. Hurry up. No, i got to say two things, okay? Number one, here we are in China and China's trying to promote their English language prodigy bringing it up to a high level on that and I on my little k11 bus coming home yesterday and I looked along the wall of this the sides where all the seats are and each one has in Chinese uh, basically they're saying please uh, give your seat up to the needy people okay and of course it's in Chinese language every seat has that um, in other words, let the elderly sit yeah. down, let the children sit down or whatever. But the English translation was something like, they, they tried to put the English words underneath it, and it says like, um, I don't even remember what the words were, but it made absolutely no sense. I see. And all throughout China, here they're always trying to write things in English, and that, whether it's a storefront yeah. or whatever, and t-shirts or whatever. They're spelled wrong. They're incredibly 
bad language, bad, none of them many times makes any sense. So why don't they proofread, go to somebody that can tell them exactly how to say it in English? Okay, great. You can't come on this show with so many good ideas yeah. like this. That's, I'm sorry. I kind of find that part of the charm in China. I think it's funny when you read the Chinese, uh, really? sorry, the English translations. They make me chuckle quite a lot. True, but it's ignorance. It yeah, really you know, I see where you come and, and I have to say, well, if, if, if I was to do it, I would get it. Chinese person to obviously look over it, but that's just yeah. But on a public bus, yeah. having a it's something so wrong. It's thing weird. is, Greg, it doesn't really matter what that sign says because there's people like you. You never want to sit down on it anyway if they give right. up the seat. So <laughs> <laughs> who needs a sign? Okay, Until Mark. a few stops later, when yeah, yeah. Um, Laura, sip of the week, please. Something bad. You have something oh. bad. You told us something good. Oh, I, I, I remember something bad is uh, happened uh, in your, your back. Oh, your back, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last ah. two weeks. Uh, That's why you've been uh, walking strangely. Right, yeah, Tristan, and uh, have to uh, go to the uh, Zhuhai Fifth uh, uh, Hospital. hospital. Yeah. Yes, it was very, very difficult, painful. very painful every day. Uh, it was seven he, straight days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, his uh, back yeah, is the Sith. Uh, he's back. Uh, he's <laughs> yeah. back. Is it? Is it? Is the bad back better now? Or is yes. In fact, I was teaching your son Zach with my back being not so good, and those kids are so active. And of course, <laughs> I'm moving around and dancing with them. I shouldn't have been doing any of that. But putting a plug in for the you just did, Anthony, about Chinese doctors. Same thing. I had a specialist that. Gave me some Chinese medicine and said, you're going to just have to live with it for seven days. And he was exactly right, because on the seventh day, my back was good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get massage or anything? No, well? no, no. Yeah. Just the medicine. Sounds good. Even the doctor on the uh, seventh day, you any x-ray check, uh, any like CD check, and uh, he can tell. Okay, enough of this promotion of doctors, because yeah. for every one you hear... Good, you hear one bad. But anyway, that's a pod for another time. Um, sift me up, Anthony. Um, anyone that sells tainted food. Yes, despicable people. Actually, just as... I think they should go down for murder people. That yeah, anyone that food. messes with the food it's supply. Despicable. People, yeah, the scumbags. Yeah, real scumbags. Um, yeah. Ugh. Um, mine is... Uh, my sift of the week is um, time. There just never is enough time to do everything. So let's um, move on to uh, CJ plug time. If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you. Okay, pluggy plug plug plugs. Let's plug away something to promote. Um, Greg, hit me. Anything to plug? Uh, I had several things, but I'll just mention one. Uh, the, since I've been to China, of course, in America we have what's called eBay, where you can order anything and everything online. Um, for me, it was very difficult to go shopping and buy something here in Zhuhai. I found a company called Baopals. They're on the internet. Um, B-A-O-P-A-L-S. Baopals, yeah. It's just fantastic for expatriates and all that. Um, and they're so good. They stand behind you. You can order anything from uh, Baopals that's on Taobao and all the other companies. 
and it, it's very easy to pay, very easy. The shipping has been fantastic. You can track every little thing coming in, and they stick behind you. They are really good for customer service. Great company if you want to order online. And I didn't know about this until Greg showed me. www.baopals.com I don't know if it's a derivative of, of Taobao. Oh, Taobao, and, and, yes. So for the expatriates are having trouble buying stuff on yeah, Taobao. Yeah, they need to get their wife to do these it. Guys or their husband to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they follow up. Uh, I've had a lady call me one time, uh, perfect English uh, speaking. You know, I asked him what problem I was having with uh, um, my order, and she cleared it up, boom, just like there that. Go. There you go. So if you have trouble with Taobao listeners, try Bao Pals. Okay, great, lovely. Thanks for that, Gray. That's really useful. Um, Laura, anything you'd like to plug? Oh, I'd like to plug uh, Zhuhai City. Uh, oh, how cheesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's great. Here we are in Zhuhai. <laughs> yeah, Zhuhai hey, cheesy's good. I like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> because Zhuhai City in 1999 uh, got an award uh, from United Nations uh, the best practices in improving living environment. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's the uh, only city in China. They got the. And that's uh, amazing. I've lived here for mm. ten, nearly eleven years. I never knew Zhuhai had an award from. Oh, you never know. Because maybe so 1999, maybe you don't know. In so worldwide, there's still that's quite a big thing, right? For the worldwide. only yeah, yeah, city yeah, yeah. in China. Worldwide, to have yeah, that. yeah. Was. Worldwide award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, now uh, you never seen uh, any chimney in Zhuhai City. You never Chimneys. seen a chimney one. You never seen no never smoke. seen a one. No industrial chimneys. Yeah. No yeah, pollution. Yeah. No pollution. So Zhuhai uh, Air um, always a. Uh, uh, you, if you see the weather report, they always uh, uh, say it's a high, uh, good quality air, yeah. uh, too high the air, no pollution. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. what they've been paying you, Laura, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on from that. Well, um, but China, the air is very good in China, in Zhuhai, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In China, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in China, because you, China. you know the another city like Guangzhou, uh, Beijing, Shanghai, these are... Uh, very mm. terrible. If you compare it to say somewhere yeah. in Canada or Alaska, the yeah, so probably you know, not so good. But places like in Japan and that's a completely different mm. ball game, isn't it? But okay, love it. Well, there you go, Juhai, 1999. So yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll win some more awards um, around now. Um, that would be great. So back to guess who? We've got to remember. Uh, I've got to guess our famous person. We know it's a diver. Can I give you a extra clue? Would that help all three of you? I'm sure it would. This is a springboard diver, not a Jacques Cousteau type diver, right? No, not a Jacques <laughs> Cousteau diver at all, Anthony. Um, here's some extra clues. You know what's funny? That's what I did in high school in sports. I was a diver. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. On the swimming team. A yeah. Jacques Cousteau oh. kind of diver? Or uh, a not three meter or anything like that, uh, but I was a diver. Like so. a big, like, how high was it? Just a... Uh, Okay, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, the low board, I guess the you call spring it. spring board, right? The yeah. throwing, but, but I could do a, uh, I had a full, uh, two and a half of a full twist uh, on that thing. I was very good. Can cool. you can you show us it? Yeah, right, right off, right off. It's in the Dakota Lake, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, get out after the pod. So I, I should know divers. You, you I bloody don't. should. I don't. Well, you'll lost, know this person touch. after today, won't you? Yeah. Okay, so this person is a female Chinese diver, obviously, who won gold medals in the springboard event of the 1988, 88 and 92 Olympic Games. 
In 2003, as I said, she was inducted into Women's Sports Hall of Fame. In 2005, she left Canada to return to China to promote her autobiography, titled The Diving Queen. She's the first ambassador also of Compact 2025, a partnership that develops and disseminates evidence-based advice to politicians and other decision makers aimed at ending hunger and undernutrition in the coming 10 years. A wonderful project. Bit of a tongue twister. I can't give you any more than that. I think she's clearly the best diver that China's ever had. Um, give me a guess, please. Wool swim. Wool swim. <laughs> Very nice. Wool swim. Um, I have no idea. Greg, have a little guess. Imagination. Come up with a name. Come up with a name. Uh, what was yours, Anthony? Wool swim. Wool swim. <laughs> Think of a name. Uh, Laura? Oh, uh, ooh, diver. <laughs> Possibly at some point today. Come on, Laura. You're know, Chinese. I, I, I you know should Fu be the expert. Fu Ming Sha. Fu Ming Sha is very famous. Uh, okay. Uh, dining bar, not. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not. Not a woman. Uh, she she's married to the Hong Kong. Okay, uh, Fu Ming Sha is a diver. Fu Ming Sha, you know, right? I you don't know. Fu Ming Sha. No. Oh, you don't. It's know. a shame that. Oh. It wasn't her though, wasn't it? She's very famous. Uh, yes. Very famous. Uh, yeah. Okay. My guess would be I'll come just invent a name. My, my diva. My diva. Oh, there you go. Okay. Well, all three of you are absolutely millions and millions of miles away from the possible correct answer. The answer, listeners, for today's guess who is none other than oh. Gao Min. Oh. Gao Min. Oh, oh, did you hear me? Yeah, never heard of her. Well, it was a long time ago. Well, not that long ago. Huh? Well, yeah, I guess her last medal was in 90... Gao Ming, yes, 92. I It's a long time ago. Yeah, we do talk about things... It's no are... good remembering after he's told us, though, Laura. Yes, we should have remembered yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, never mind. But we do like to delve into the past sometimes with foot bindings and things like this. Um, okay. So is she still famous in China today? Yeah, she's... Getting around, she's doing her. She's a diving queen. Mm. But even not, so, not a lesbian. Not a lesbian, no. Diving queen. She might have. No. Okay. Could Off be the, like Abba's <laughs> hit song of Dancing Queen. Now we go. <laughs> Maybe they can do a hit together. Okay. Well, anyway, it's been lovely having all of you in today. Congratulations again on your wedding anniversary. Thank you very much. Um, I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Yes. We did. Yeah, yeah and uh, as always, we end the show with the last emperor's song a piece of original music and of course this one today is from your band when you were young greg the bloomsbury people right yes uh i'll tell you a little story about it we were uh all college students studying most of us studying music at the university in 1968 and we got together and formed a band called bloomsbury people and we were started out as a basement band just practicing um, several nights a week and little by little we, we started doing our original music and uh, it became really good I mean we took it quite serious and the band really got good and we got discovered playing rock festivals in the United States which were big at the time and our band Bloomsbury people we actually stole from the suburb of Bloomsbury in London, um, right? And uh, we call ourselves Bloomsbury people. 
and we uh, ended out uh, in 1969, 1970, making it big. We had yeah. an album out on MGM Records. Oh wow! Um, Unfortunately, they went bust. MGM Records yeah. went bankrupt. Now, how did how can MGM go bankrupt? But it did. Must have been when they released your music. <laughs> <laughs> the, but you were, played at 400,000 people here, yeah, you told me. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's like Woodstock era, 69, 70. So. It was called the Atlanta International uh, Rock Festival. And it was right after Woodstock. And we actually played on uh, stage with Jimi Hendrix, oh, the Allman awesome. Brothers. Oh, is, I've uh, got to end this pod. Enough. It's yeah. making me sick. It was an honor to have you in. It really is. It really is. I, and and so. I, I would say to the listeners, check it out on YouTube, The Bloomsbury People. Um, you've got your, your album all on there. It's really lovely. The sound is still excellent I, today. It totally sounds 70s for sure, early yeah. 70s, but uh, very, very, uh, the band was good, I think. So. Oh, I, I think it's fantastic. And um, let's play one of the songs. This is So It Seems by the Bloomsbury people. This is China Jedi. you for listening to the china jedi podcast shining humor love and light on chinese life may the smile be with you